0: Well, hello and welcome to Sunday Encore, where we have candid conversations about the practical applications of Sunday's message. Well, hey, we're back for another episode of Sunday Encore, where we sit down to recall the truths of Sunday's message and consider some practical applications to our everyday lives. We would love for you to like or share or subscribe wherever you may be listening so that you can have encouraging content all the time, but also so that we could share this content with more people. I'm Spencer, as always, and we have Adam here with us today. There we go, hello. Hello. We uh, have had an incredible week, an incredible service that I'd love to talk through. Mm-hmm. Today, um, as we launched Vision Sunday yeah. uh, for the new ministry year, which has been awesome. love it. Oh, it was so good. Such a beautiful service. If you were there, you know how awesome it was. It was electric. It's one of these days again. It's it's We, we meet every week,
1: 52 Sundays a year. So it's not like that was any different. It's just that there's an expectation. I I love putting these kind of dates on the calendar. You know, I think Easter has that, Easter Sunday, Christmas Eve has that to the same extent. And we, we call it launch Sunday or Vision Sunday. We were kind of leaning into a little bit more this year. And it just kind of builds this anticipation of like a start date, a yeah. target date, something to work toward, something to pray into. And and kind of let it be sort of that like stake in the ground. that says, okay, we're we're starting a new and a new thing in the yeah, ministry yeah. year. And obviously lining up with the school year and totally kind of works as a ministry, but yeah, I, I to me again for us as a church, it's not like we're releasing anything new as far as vision. It's an opportunity to refocus on yeah. why we exist, kind of what we are doing and just sort of allowing ourselves to get our eyes focused on the right target. Mm-hmm. Um, because like after summer you drift a little bit, totally, and um, you know I think it was I forget preacher said this is you know vision leaks you know there's a hole in our bucket, and so yeah. you know we might have heard it at one point, but we kind of forget totally. just because other things become important in our life, and so it was just a great opportunity for all of us, myself included, just to be oh, like yeah. okay refocus what is the most important thing yeah and oh it uh, was fantastic and so yeah it was great I mean I loved it The the people were prayed up with prayer on saturday morning prayer it was yeah. great to see almost like 40 people out for saturday morning prayer totally. like that was amazing yeah i showed up at nine eight forty and i was like i have no idea who's gonna come yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? absolutely i told wendy i'm like i don't even know if anyone's gonna show up like i have no idea yeah you know? it's like we register for it It's just like it's an invitation to prayer yeah course and yeah people kept coming in and people haven't seen a prayer like that before yeah. it was like it was i was so encouraged like so right from that moment i was like okay this is gonna be a
0: great it's weekend. gonna be a good weekend it's yeah, gonna be a good weekend <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so exciting and just those moments of having like a family meeting, you know, like that you have on a weekly basis, where you have all your kids in there, and you're just reinstilling your values and your your core values, yet also like welcoming people into it. Like, hey, this is what we're all about. Yeah, it's like just the greatest thing. Yeah, yeah. it felt so cool.
1: Yeah, the music was great. The the, the just the the spirit of the room mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, and uh and then the, the the big barbecue and party after, and totally everyone just lingering around and hanging out and meeting people, and then seeing people come just off the street totally and just be like <laughs> hey come on for the bouncy you know some free food and bouncy cat- <laughs> and, and we saw i mean i saw several people just show up after i love it and yeah. uh just mingling in there and i thought that was great i love seeing kids rip around and having fun and, and and just seeing every one of our team members just serving and yeah and uh i think it was awesome i just think that's what the church is all about and it's, it's everyone working together and um, yeah so it was really really great but really we kind of focused on this one story I, it's kind of it's kind of resonated this idea of kind of getting refocused on the right thing. Yeah, but I heard this story of a guy named Matthew Evans, who was a, a, a Olympian in 2004. He, he he was in the Athens, the summer Olympics that was in Athens, and uh, he was, you know, the top top seated um, arch. He's a rifle shooter like like three position like sharp shooter. Sharp shooter, shooter yeah, calling. marksman or something like that, where they had to do 50 meter shots from their their bellies from their knee, and then also standing. And so they had to shoot a target 50 meters away. And he was going into this uh, uh, event. He was like the forerunner. He was the one everyone thought was going to win. So at this point, everyone's kind of shooting for silver at this point. Right. And uh, they get to the event, and he does exactly what he's doing. You know, he calms his muscles. He slows down his heart rate. He pulls the trigger between beats. Like he's just a professional, Mm. elite athlete. And he gets all the way to the very last shot, and all he has to do is just hit something on the target. Just hit the target anywhere. You don't even have to hit the bullseye to secure his gold medal finish. Wow. And he lines himself up, and he get, he calms his body down, he calms his heartbeat down, he pulls the trigger, and he hits the target right in the bullseye. Mm. Only to realize within a fraction of a second later, he hit the wrong target. Mm. Like he hit the target one lane over. Mm. And we were, we were just thinking about this. We were allowing ourselves to stew in this set for a second, and realizing, you know, we can succeed at life mm-hmm. and miss the wrong target. Wow! Like we can, we can have a great marriage, a great career, a great uh, relationship in our community. We can be the best, of, uh, and we can be so good at what we do. Yeah. But then we have this kind of uh-oh moment, you know, where we realize we actually put all of our energy in the wrong thing. Wow. And, you know, D.L. Moody is a pastor from years ago, and he says, our greatest fear should not be of failure, but of succeeding at something that doesn't really matter. Wow. And as I read this, as I was hearing these stories, and I read that quote. I'm like, man, what a great reminder for us to make sure we're focused on the right yeah, wow. thing. Oh man, because we can get distracted, right? There's so many things out there that demand our focus, and that we want to succeed at, that we want to be good at. Totally. Want, everyone wants to be good parents. We, go. No, I don't know one person who goes into a marriage who wants a bad marriage. Like, right. They want to hit the bullseye. You know, <laughs> yeah. like we want to succeed at our job, we want to succeed in our careers, we want to succeed in our communities. You know, we want to succeed in our education and our studies. Like those are important things, but the question we always have to ask is, well, what is the most important? Like, what is the right bullseye? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, we were just focusing on the fact that we just believe at our church, like we are a Jesus centered church where mm-hmm. Jesus is. The bullseye. Yeah. Jesus is the purpose. Like, Perfect. I mean, we realize that the Proverbs tells us without vision that people perish. Like, mm-hmm. without revelation that people cast off restraint, or when people can't see what God is doing that they stumble all over themselves. But what? But when they attend to what the, what He reveals, they are blessed. Right? This blessed life comes when you live a life of purpose, of focus, of of revelation that's found in relationship with Jesus. Okay. And so, you know, again, all these other things. It's not saying you can't. You know, Focus on other things. Those are good things. You can put them in the right priorities. But Jesus is our focus. And so as a church, we were just rallied around this idea that God will show us the way of life. And the way of life is revealed through Jesus. Yeah, Jesus so comes good. in onto the scene. He says, I am the way, the Come truth, on. and the life. Yeah. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he's identifying himself as the target. Yeah. I am the bullseye. I am the one you're aiming for. You know, he, another time he says, "Wide is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to life, and very few find it." Right? Like, like he is the way of life. He is the target. So, and so he wants to grant us joy in that by living in his presence and uh, and living for him. And so, we understand that this is the world we are called to. So, as a church, you know, we recognize that everything we do is to lead people into this overflowing relationship with Jesus. Yeah. If he is the target, if he is our focus, he is our aim. Um, then he is the one we pursue, yeah, and he's the one we focus in on, and we rally everything around that. And so it was just an idea of how do we get ourselves into that. And so you know, as a church, we talk about we invite people to experience life, to live in community, to to discover their purpose, and to make a difference. You know, we we experience life through our gatherings, we live in community through our groups or small groups, which mm-hmm. are starting in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we discover purpose through training through a growth track, which starts tonight. Not too late to join. Boom. Uh, and we make a difference in teams by serving together, by making a difference in the lives of others. Yeah. And so we just kind of walked through those four things: totally. See, the value of making Sundays a priority, the yeah, values yeah. of going a little old school. Totally, was Sunday. You know, <laughs> we talked about that. I don't know. You I mean you're, you grew up in church? You you have, you have old school Christian parents, right? Wednesday night, Sunday morning, yeah, Sunday you know, night. It's like Every Sundays week. was just. You, there's no joke. It's like it's not like you just. Can we fit in our schedule? So, no, no, our schedule revol- revolves around Sundays.
0: Church is open. I'm there. We're there. Yeah.
1: And I think it's time we get a little old school with yeah, Sundays. Yeah. You know, like I remember going on vacation. Like we were in Jamaica. I remember in, being in Jamaica as a kid.
0: <laughs> this is a little extra.
1: <laughs> we were like, in, we were like, holiday in Jamaica. My mom and dad wake up on Sunday, we're like, we're going to church. <laughs> yeah. Find a church. And we just found I a church. I understood
0: nothing, but I loved it. It was amazing. <laughs>
1: It was amazing, and uh, you know, but like it was just like that was that was what we did. Church is what we did, you 100%. know. And uh, I'm not saying there's grace for those moments; you can't miss it. But I feel that sometimes, maybe a lot of times, we you view church as an event that if there's time, and I think because God's grace is so sufficient. <laughs> Yeah. It's the first thing that gets chopped because God, he understands. Yeah, yeah, Lord. God knows. Yeah. But I had this revelation, it kind of came to me as I was speaking, honestly, yesterday is that, you know, when we miss going to church, it's not that we, that people miss us in the sense that, like, you know, I mean, you miss us in the sense, hey, I, I didn't see you. Yeah, but we miss seeing you, and we you miss what the value you bring. Not yeah. just what you get out of it, but totally. what you bring to the group. You yeah. know, the Bible talks as the, the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ, which means we all have a part to play. Absolutely. And by not showing up, it's robbing the body of our part. Yeah. And I just think I think we we got to take that a little more seriously. I agree. And um, hey, it's not just what I get out of it, but what what do I bring to this? Just my yeah. very presence, the encouragement, my relationship, my prayer, my presence. What does this bring to our community? and uh it's not just what what I'm missing and uh it's what we're missing what we miss out on by you not being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think we got to get this place. So we kind of talked about the you know this idea of giving our hearts to Jesus, going old school, surrendering our life to him, spending time with him mm-hmm. and making that kind of relationship with Jesus a priority by giving our life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then we talked about this idea of being made new by Jesus. Yeah. You know, and this is where we this is what small groups really are all about for us. It's totally. this idea of like Working out our salvation, yeah, you know, it's like we talked about the difference between salvation, and sanctification. Like yeah, salvation yeah. happens in an instant, but so sanctification happens over time. It's yeah. like the process of becoming like Christ, totally. And uh, man, I got to be, I got to be made new. There's some things in my life I got to rework. I got to put in different priorities, or maybe get rid of or add to. And a small group is allows us to bring that into conversation with right people and actually walk through the conversational elements of what it's like to be a follower of Jesus. And I agree. And so, you know, just, again, telling our church about the value of small groups. This is not just something we do on the side. And this is yeah. a critical part of what it's like to be in a growing relationship with Jesus. Yeah, And uh, just... Allowing people to understand that you know when Jesus says when you can confess your sins, J- John tells a story. Confess your sins, and God is faithful and just to forgive us, and then purify us, purifies us from all unrighteousness. We just, he's inviting us into this process of purification mm-hmm. of being made made holy, made being made righteous in His sight. Of and again, we're instantly righteous through salvation, but the process of just removing the re- the desire of sin in our life, you know, removing that desire to sin, like. Salvation removes the penalty of sin, mm-hmm. but sanctification resists the desire to sin. Yeah, it's good. It's like, no, I don't want to sin anymore. I want my life to yeah. look different. And so we talked about the idea of just being in a small group, becoming like Jesus through training and you know, developing spiritual disciplines and spiritual habits and spiritual gifts. I just think again, formation really takes place yeah in serving, not sitting. Yeah. You know? That's good. Like I think when we think about like I think a lot of us we I think there's a time to sit you know there's a there's a time no there's, a, there's a time at. to just sit totally. and there's a time to just soak and there's a time to yeah. sort of just kind of hear and let it just resonate in your heart and kind of you know germinate but at some point you got to serve at yeah. some point you got to put that into action absolutely and i remember i remember for me the the best example of that for me and i've told this story before is when i started coaching baseball right like, like my boys started playing t-ball you know it was just 12 years ago now 14 years ago whatever this was and I never played baseball all growing up. I kind of knew which way to run the bases. It was pretty much about it, you know, like and uh, the t ball coach asked if I would help and I was like, well, I don't really know about baseball, but I can help manage the kind of people like I can help bring some order and and I said yes to something I had really no business saying yes to right, (laughs) but because I said yes, it forced me to start asking questions. Mm -hmm. It forced me to start like discovering like oh, I got to know something. You know, and I I realized that I don't have to know everything. I just have to know a little bit more than the kids do. Yeah. Which at that point was pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. But as they got older and as they started growing in their knowledge of the game, I had to grow more Mm -hmm. in my knowledge of the game. And I had to do some courses and I had to, you know, watch videos and I had to do some certificates and in order to do this. But I realized that I was growing as I was serving. Of course. Like and as I was serving, it was causing opportunity for me to ask questions yeah. and to surround myself with people who knew more than me and to sit with them and listen to them and and then apply what I've learned from them as I'm serving. Like yeah. it wasn't just sitting and waiting. No, you know? of
0: course. If you're waiting until you've got it figured out, you're waiting to forever. start serving. Good luck. We're still figuring it out. Well, that's it. You know, I think I'm well, gotta- learning every week. This even these last few weeks we've been doing different things and learning stuff and figuring out and problem solving. It's like, you never stop learning. You never 100%. stop growing. I just want to serve Jesus and his church the best I can. Yeah, And I'm going to keep
1: growing. If yeah, that's fantastic. And I think as a church, we have to be willing for people to recognize, hey, we're learning as we grow. We're growing as we learn. Like totally. this is part of being a follower of Jesus, of growing an overflowing relationship. Are we going to make some mistakes? Absolutely. Hopefully we can learn from them. Yeah. We can fail forward, pick yeah. up and keep going. Totally. You know, we don't want to fail so bad that we're making a, you know, catastrophe. Right. But that's why we do things together.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: we're not doing things in isolation. We're not doing make decisions in isolation. We're actually doing this together. So the idea of developing these spiritual disciplines like, hey, the delight the delight and discipline will take me where desire can't. So I got to build some disciplines in my life to feed that spirit man in me. I got to develop my spiritual gifts. I got to start serving people. And then all this leads to this beautiful place that we just go and do what Jesus did. Yeah, exactly. Like Jesus said, just go and be fishers of men. Yeah. Go and... Lead people to me. Yeah, go and teach them everything that I've taught you. Yeah, you know, do as I did. I I I love the story in Mark's Gospel where he sends his disciples out ahead of time before he before Jesus even leaves mm-hmm. and before the ascension, before after the the resurrection, he kind of tests the waters and he sends them out two by two just to go. Just, I'm going to push you out of your comfort zone. You've been following me. You've been just sitting mm-hmm. under my teaching. Yeah, yeah. Now I want you to go do something. Yeah, go serve and then come back because you're going. No doubtedly, you're going to have questions. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> You're going to be like, okay, we did everything you said us to do, but we had some problems along totally. the way, and Jesus was there to kind of coach them and mentor them through that process. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's such a beautiful illustration. You know, we are called to do something. We're not yeah. called to. He's not. It's not just about memorizing scripture. It's not just about you know understand for study's sake. That study has got to produce fruit. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's got to absolutely. produce something in our life. And this is what Jesus tells us in John John 15 is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourself to be my disciples. And I've told you all this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Very good. Like this is where the joy of the Lord becomes our strength is when we actually do something that produces fruit. Yeah. Like we actually are serving along along the purpose that God has called us mm-hmm. to live out. And so, you know, it's really just this invitation to make a difference, yeah. this invitation to let the light, the, the, the overflow effect of our life be something that people around us see, and uh, we kind of finished with this illustration, this idea that our vision for this year is to be pink spoon people. Love it. And the illustration is real simple. It's not profound. It's not. I mean, it may be profound, but it's not <laughs> simple. Um, is this that you know when you go to Baskin Robbins, thirty-one flavors, and you want to, and you want to taste one of the crazy flavors they have? I love how they pull out one of their little pink spoons and they give you. They go right to the source. They go right to the barrel of ice cream that you're going to eat from, and they take a sample of that, and they give you a taste of it. They don't go to some back room or some, like, sub, 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 some sub-panel or some sub-dish. They go right to the source. Yeah. And, um, and I love that. And then you get to taste and see if that ice cream is what you want. And I think we have this beautiful opportunity as followers of Jesus Christ when the overflow effect of our life is working continuously. People aren't tasting the substance of me. They're ta- they're tasting and experiencing the substance of what is being overflowing in my life. Yeah, right. The good. fruit of the spirit that's in me, the yeah, coming out, the
0: source that we're connected to. Hundred percent.
1: So it's not me. It's like when you drink from a cup, you're not you're not tasting the cup. You're tasting the substance of the cup. Right. Right. It's the a substance of the cup that's being revealed totally. and if we're become if we're the cup if we're this then the substance of the spirit of god the fruit of the spirit the work of the spirit that's in us that's overflowing our life that's what people should be tasting so when psalms when psalm 34 says taste and see that the lord is good mm-hmm. really we have this beautiful opportunity to be pink school pink spoon people that allow people in our life to taste and see the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And all this happens when we stay connected to the source, where we allow Jesus to we give we give our life, we grow in Jesus, we become like Jesus and we do what Jesus does. Yeah. And really this is this beautiful invitation to it's this, it's really the simple gospel message is give your heart to Jesus, allow him to form you. And transform you and then begin to walk in faith and obedience mm-hmm. and just see what the difference that that will make totally you know the conduct of your character will then give you the credibility to share with words yeah your jesus story like how is jesus sharing your life totally and uh i love that we're hearing stories like that i yeah. love that people are being confident and bold to share their story or to speak life into somebody or encourage somebody uh, or invite somebody to church i think all of those are an- amazing overflows yeah of a growing relationship with jesus and, uh, I love it, and so that's our that's our mission, that's our so vision good. this year. I, you know, so everyone got a pink spoon. So if you missed your pink spoon, there's a few left. <laughs> there's a couple left. You can pick one up you on Sunday. But it's just pink what a great reminder. People. Yeah, uh, just when I see that pink spoon on my desk, you know, it's I was actually somebody was saying this pink spoon is going to be my hold your tongue spoon. You know, <laughs> it's like don't say it. You know, put it on my desk at work, it's like no, don't don't. Don't say that. That's Don't good. say what you want to say. Be yes. Jesus. <laughs> Be Jesus. Take a deep breath. Yeah, yeah, refocus. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's but I think so it's awesome. a good visual reminder. You know, it's like, hey, what? Because I think the question you have to ask is, what are people tasting? Mm-hmm. Like, what does the, the evidence of my life or the overflow effect of my life, what does it actually reveal? Is yeah. it just me? Totally. Is it just like everybody else? Is it just like everybody else? Yeah. Is it sour? Is it bitter? You oh, know, boy. like, is it full of vengeance and anger? Like, or is it hopeful? Is it joyful? Is it yeah. is it peaceful? And uh, is it kind? Totally. Is it just kind? Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, those are the things that we want people to taste and see the goodness of God. Yeah, that's super awesome. It's a journey. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited
0: too as we launch into this new year. And I think just as an overarching reality of all of this stuff is that you can't do it in isolation, right? So I think a huge practical step for anybody listening, if you're in our context, would be get in a group. Get in a group. And would you just share quickly what, how they can do that, yeah. and what that looks like. Small groups. Coming I, mean, up. I
1: mean, I think Sundays, you got to make Sundays a priority. We're here every Sunday, You know, And if you're listening to the podcast, you're not from Gincardine. Find a church, find a Jesus centered Bible believing church, be part of. Totally. Secondly, get in a group. We have small groups starting, there's about 12 or 13 small groups that are starting up in a couple of weeks. And you can go to our website, theharvardchurch.com slash groups, forward slash groups, and you can see them listed there. We have a small group directory. A lot of our groups this semester are doing a study called 10 by mm-hmm. Dennis Rouse it's really 10 principles that move anybody from a believer in Jesus to become a disciple of Jesus. So really just kind of coming in a line to really what we were talking about. Like, totally. hey, I, I know about Jesus. I believe in Jesus, yeah. but maybe I haven't moved to fully fully trusting him or, or actually becoming a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. And how do I do that? And, and Dennis Rouse's in real simplicity, real simply, kind of outlines 10 different principles. So we're going to be walking through those for the next 10 weeks in okay. our small group. So I think it's going to create amazing conversations. So those are available for you. Also, if you're looking at, hey, I want to also serve. Because I do think there's community in serving. Yeah. You, you develop community by serving with people. <laughs> And so there's so many, like our kids' ministries and our student ministries and our small group teams and our guest services and our missions and outreach as we continue to develop those. There's so many different ways that we can serve. Totally. And uh, and really growth track for us is our onboarding course for all of that. Yeah. And that starts tonight, but we run those every other month. So the next one's gonna be in November, the first three weeks of November. Yeah. So we're we're just committed to keep keeping these spaces. So they become a little bit of a small group esque environment, a little yeah. short term, you know, three weeks, but Um, But that's the great way to get started and to kind of explore the harbor and where you fit and find your fit. Um, But yeah, we're, we're just committed to making a difference and living the overflow effect. So again, we're committed to leading people, ourselves included, into an overflowing relationship with Jesus so that there's actually an overflow effect that allow people in our community
0: to taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, good stuff. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, thanks again for joining us for Sunday Encore. Uh, I pray that this truly does spark Jesus-centered conversations in your home or your coming small groups as we continue to grow in an overflowing relationship with Jesus.